Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hi, beautiful people. I'm Jonathan from Melbourne, Australia, Kingdom Dynamics podcast. Just wanted you to know that Jesus was not in any way intimidated by Rome. He came at a time when his nation was in captivity. They were oppressed by an ungodly satanic kingdom, you know, a really satanic kingdom that was oppressing them. And God was not intimidated, and he is not intimidated by the Antichrist. He's not intimidated by your government, your council. He's not intimidated by your sickness, your disease, your problems. In fact, what I found is that we, we have received an imperishable seed. God has placed inside of your heart the seed of the kingdom of God, and his seed is going to grow. His seed is going to grow, and it is going to take over. Jesus, the king of the kingdom, said that the seed of the kingdom will grow to become the biggest tree in the garden. And right now, I want to help you as the eyes in the church who often sees what's coming and you know, even if I tell people they don't believe me because I'm usually 10 years ahead or at least a year ahead. <laughs> but God has given us eyes in the body. We are not ignorant of the devil's schemes. The Bible said that the devil would not have gone ahead with the crucifixion had he known what he was doing. He wouldn't have done it. The devil thought he was doing something good and he did something that was going to destroy himself. And right now he's doing things with your life. He's doing things with coronavirus. He's doing things in the U.S. election. But he is just shooting himself in the foot. God is not intimidated by your circumstances. He's not intimidated when Jesus was born in an oppressive regime, a totalitarian regime, you know, where capital punishment was the answer for everything. He wasn't intimidated by Paul being in prison. You know, the Bible says that he took us through water. He took us through fire, but he brought us out into rich fulfillment. And I could tell you to go back and listen to prophetic words and, and things I've been saying a year ago. But God said to me that he is bringing a plumb line to the church and that he's bringing judgment to the church and he's bringing judgment to the world. And that's happened and it's happening and we should rejoice because we don't need to protect ourselves because we belong to him. We are owned by him. Who can bring a charge against God's elect? It's God himself who justified, who has set us apart, who owns us. He is our provider. We don't have to worry. 
And so we know it's good news. When things are shaken, it's exciting. Why? Because we are unshakable. And I want to encourage you, part of this Kingdom podcast, part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing with Warrior Churches and the Melbourne Underground Church is because the one thing that we need is the kingdom of God. And when you've received the kingdom of God, you've received everything. You don't need to be political. You don't need to be religious. You don't need to protect yourself. Paul didn't need to apologize for his chains. Jesus didn't need to feel ashamed that that everyone left him because he had the kingdom. And you and I have the kingdom. So just want to encourage you today that the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is within reach. God is going to reign victorious in your life. He can turn everything together for good. In fact, the more pressure you have, the more people persecute you, the more blessed you are. I want you to be encouraged when things don't work out, when you don't know what to do, when you feel like your mind and your will and your emotions, your body, your friends, your circumstances are all against you. That is when the kingdom seed rises up. That is when you know who you are. You find out what you're made of. The testing of your faith develops perseverance. And so enjoy this you know, short message on what to do when you're feeling uneasy. In Jesus' name. Guys, Jonathan here from Kingdom Dynamics podcast and author of God Men, Copies of God Making a Copy of Heaven on Earth. I've just got a really practical teaching I feel to help you with today. What do you do when you feel uneasy as a spirit man? who is wrapped in a body. You are a son of God. I want all of you Christians to be walking around, going about your day with the mindset in your own mind that that you say to yourself, I'm a son of God. When people meet me, they meet God. They meet me, they meet God because I am a door, I'm a gate. Jesus was the exact representation of the Father. And he said that as he was sent by the Father, he's sending us. So I want to represent God. I want to break chains off people. I want to set people free. But what happens when when I feel uneasy? What happens when I feel like there's something wrong? Well, first of all, we need to understand the basics. We need to understand And there's a whole chapter on the soul and another whole chapter on the body in my God Men book. It's only a couple of dollars as an e-book. But we have to understand that we are spirit, soul, and body. So if you're a warrior, then there are going to be times when you confront a principality and a power. Now, personally, I don't go looking for battles, but I'm ready to take out my sword. When I've encountered a demon, I will take it out. But I don't go looking for the demons. I think of Paul when he was followed by that little sorcerer girl who was prophesying and it took him a few days before he cast the devil out of her. I'm not saying that that is a a principle that we should all follow, but for me personally, I have enough demons, you know, 
around me, in my house, in my life. I'm not looking for more battles. So I believe as a warrior, you will have a principality. For me personally, my task is to take out the spirit of intimidation. I've got to take out the bullying spirit. And there goes a whole history in my life where I have been attacked in that area. So for me, I'm very quick to take out intimidation. But sometimes it's not a demon. Sometimes it's the Holy Spirit. You know, maybe he asked you to do something and you haven't obeyed him. So what I would encourage you to do, whenever you're feeling uneasy, in fact, a rule of thumb for me personally is if you don't feel joy and peace to overflowing, then you've got a problem. Because we are led by the Spirit of God and he's the Spirit of peace. And Jesus promised us abundant life. And, you know, today I've just been laughing out loud. There's been times of exercise, times of focus, times of prayer. But when I'm just doing nothing, I find that I'm singing singing hymns and spiritual songs in my heart to the Lord. I find that I'm praying in the Spirit. And I find myself laughing because I'm full of the Holy Ghost. We need to be like Philip. We need to be like Stephen. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and boldness. That is the normal Christian life. We need to, through this podcast, through many others in the world today, we need to be lining our expectations up with the Word of God. What the Word of God says is our normal. The new normal is the Word of God. So do a check in your spirit, in your spirit, first just still yourself you got to still your mind you got to still your body you got to still your will you got to still your emotions you got to still your soul and check in your spirit you know god you know as well god what is there anything going on and he'll speak to you now let me tell you it's possible to live in overthrow it doesn't happen overnight, but what I found is you need to know the difference between your soul and your spirit. And that comes because of the Word of God. The Word of God is a sword that divides. It divides between soul and spirit, bone and marrow. So if you don't know whether a particular thought is yours or God's or the devil's or just because you watch too much Netflix, the Word of God is the only thing that's that's going to help you out. And that doesn't happen overnight. But I'm saying as you read the Bible, as you meditate on the Bible, as the Holy Spirit gives you remembrance into what Jesus has said, it's a process, but you will find that there's going to be a tipping point I said tipping point, where the Word of God is going to overflow, where you will be able to be still and know that He is God. You'll know that that voice, that that thought, that that desire, that that temptation, you'll know that it's not God. God will never tempt you, and He cannot be tempted. In God there is no darkness. So you need to just take, you know, you maybe you don't read the Bible, maybe you haven't read the Bible, maybe you've never been diligent, but I want you to add to your faith. Obviously now you have a measure of faith or you wouldn't be listening. 
but I want you to add to your faith diligence. Just It's not discipline alone, it's diligence. I'm going to read the Bible every day. You know, when I started jogging, I made a goal to jog five times around the oval. But, you know, the first lap was a walking. And then eventually it was half a lap walking, half a lap running. You know, now it's one or two or three laps running and I stop to, you know, say hello to someone or, you know, um, stop my dog from attacking somebody, you know, and have a little bit of a breather. But it's the same with everything. Just make a decision. You're going to pray in tongues every day for five minutes, even one minute, even ten seconds, you know, and if that's too much, just you know, say, you know what, I'm just going to close my eyes and just thank God for one thing. Because to he who has, more will be given. But coming back to the feeling of being uneasy, is it your spirit, is it your soul, is it your body? This comes over years and, and weeks and months of, of reading the Bible, and you will know the difference. So the first thing I do is I go, you know, I'm going to check my spirit. Is there anything I've done wrong? Is there anything God's saying? Is it the Holy Spirit leading me to do something? Often it's a principality. So particularly if I'm going to work, if I'm going to um, going home, there are different territorial spirits. There are different assignments. You see, the enemy has an assignment. I don't know if you operate in the gift of discernment, but the body has eyes and ears. The body has a mouth and a head and i believe that i am you know operating in that gift of discernment of wisdom of knowledge and so i see things in the spirit and the body needs eyes and and often i see things in the spirit you know i remember going out as a new christian as a young christian as an evangelist with other christians to you know to pubs and clubs and even to um you know, outdoor festivals and in total purity and in the fire of the Holy Spirit. But I remember meeting males and females who were anointed by the devil. You know, women who were not physically attractive, but they had a spirit who would, a seducing spirit who would make them appealing. You know, there are spirits that are called enticing spirits. There are spirits of pornography, spirits of lust, spirits of, of alcoholism, of, of abuse. These spirits, they, they know how to influence people in the soul realm. Now, because I had the Holy Spirit, I could see this. But I've met people, you know, men who were drug dealers who had a power about them. They had an attraction about them that was not of this world. It was demonic. And this is how things happen. You know, there are spirits of depression. There are spirits of witchcraft that are on people. And they will know. They will communicate with spirits in your family line. They will communicate with, with spirits in your life to try and get you off track. So if you have a particular weakness... Uh, with with women or with alcohol, you know the spirits on other people will communicate with the spirits that you're battling.
to cause collusion. And that's why it's really important to have the Holy Spirit because sometimes He will say, don't answer the phone. Sometimes He'll say, don't go there, don't go to work today or you know, you're about to go to a shopping center and He'll say, just wait in the car for five minutes because He knows. See, this is the secret. The secret is... If you want to overcome the enemy, it's by the blood of the Lamb and by the power, the word of our testimony. And the Holy Spirit is going to lead you into all truth. He's going to guide you. And sometimes you will not fall into a trap because the Holy Spirit and angels have actually um, created a detour for you to go around a problem. So coming back to the message today, is it your spirit? Is it your soul? You know, it could be woundedness in your soul, and that's for another day, but you need healing. You need healing in your soul. Another thing it could be is just your body. Again, like reading the Word of God, like having years and years of Bible study in your spirit that's ready to come out, that is like an artillery that the Holy Spirit can draw on at any time. You can build the same in your physical world. You know, it's really hard to go to the gym the first time, but when you go to the gym every day, you build a, a discipline and a strength and a resilience. And more than that, you actually build trust with yourself. I know now that when I make a decision to do something, I'm going to do it. If I decide to clean my car, if I decide to clean my house, I don't get home from work and then change my mind because I'm too tired. I have created trust and almost like a relationship with myself because I know my spirit is going to be present with the Lord the moment it's absent from my body, but I'm becoming friends with my body. You know, I'm disciplining my body. With godliness, there's great gain and exercise profits little. But what I've found is when I make a decision and I stick with it, when I eat healthy over years and decades, when I get off medication because my immune system is so strong, because I don't eat processed foods, I don't eat sugar, I don't drink tap water, I drink filtered water, over decades I have become so healthy I don't get sick. I don't get stressed, I don't get tired, and if I am up late or early or praying, it doesn't affect me. I can, literally, I am like a 20-year-old now, physically, emotionally, even my doctor said I'm getting younger. He said I'm like a teenager in some areas, because I've been disciplined over years in my diet, in my thinking, in my exercise. Listen, ultimately God is looking for good stewardship. God is going to reward you for what you did with what he gave you. And in my book, it's not a promotion, but it's just so relevant. It talks about, you know, your body is your legal ability to kick the devil in the head. You know, if you don't have a body, you have to go and leave this planet. Your body is your legal right to bring heaven to earth. Even Jesus had to put on a body. The Bible says in John that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. It, it's illegal to be on this earth without a body. So you want to look after it because you need it. The longer you live, the more of a headache you can cause the enemy. So is, do a check with your spirit. Is it your spirit, man? Is there something the Holy Spirit's asking you to do? 
You need to be able to divide between your soul and your spirit. You need to know, is this me, my mind, or is this the Holy Spirit? Or is this the devil? That's the discerning of spirits. Paul says to test the spirits. So you need to be able to do that. Um, being in your body as well, um, sowing and denying the flesh. Uh, if not, move on and thank him. You know, if you don't know, if you find that you're feeling uneasy, just thank him. Just pray a prayer and say, you know what, God, I'm not sure what to do, but I just want to thank you. And this is where you just come back to diligence and to discipline. You know what? For me, once I've done everything I've decided to do, I just move on. You know, in the morning I have my prayer time, I have my, my praise time. I, I just want to encourage you, there's so much in the demonic at the moment, there's so much in the media, there's so many, you know, oppressive forces in the earth today. I made a decision not long ago, maybe uh, three, four months ago, to add to my daily disciplines a short 15 minutes of praise. And so I, what I do is I created a list of praise songs. Praise is very different to worship. You know, praise disrupts the atmosphere. Praise is that, you know, jumping up, clapping, whistling, you know, high praise, you know, praising God. It's different to worship. You know, I'm not, I'm, there's not much Hillsong that I'm listening to. I'm listening to a lot of um, uh, Israel, Houston, Christian City Church, because... And, and some Jesus culture, because I'm looking for praise songs. And what I do is I, I praise Jesus. There's been moments when when things were not going well for me, and I have jumped up and down in my lounge room and clapped my hands and praised God, because I believe that, that, that we're living in a moment where we need all the help we can get, and I'm disrupting the atmosphere. I'm clapping and I'm praising, and even my children know, you know, Dad's doing his songs now, you know. So sometimes I go to my room, you know, when they're playing computer games, but I will put on at least two songs. You know, most Christian songs are seven minutes, so it's perfect. So two songs, uh, sometimes uh, Rick Pino, and I praise God as a discipline. I may not feel like it, but I do it, and I've been doing it daily. I've, I think I've missed one or two days in, in many months. But what I'm doing is I'm saying to God and I'm saying to the devil, I'm saying, you know, I'm going to break through. And you know what? I haven't had, I haven't struggled with, you know, discouragement or depression or anything like that. There's been times where it used to come as an invitation, but I identify those spirits. You know, depression is a spirit. Anxiety is a spirit. And I say no. Sometimes you feel depressed, and it is not God, and it's not you. It's so critical to have this discernment, because it's a spirit. And if you agree with that spirit... You know, it's so easy to identify with my children. They, you know, my son would say, you know, he'd have a nightmare and he would say, I feel afraid. You know, I feel scared. And I'd try and help him say, you know, you're not, like, don't give in to that feeling. You're, you know, and, and I teach him, you're actually the leader. 
you're in charge of your dreams, you're in charge of your atmosphere, you tell the fear to go, you tell the bad dream to go, and he'll say, bad dream, go. Because really, we have been given authority, we've been given the keys, we've been given the earth, and the devil has no authority. And so he will knock on your door. He will say, hello, here I am, let me in. But you do not have to open the door. You do not have to say yes. You never have to say yes to the devil. You know, it's like if I offered you some food that you didn't like, say sardines. I can't, you know, I'm not going to open your mouth and put it down your throat. You know, no one's going to force you to eat it. If you say no... No one is going to lock you up and tie you down and force you to eat those sardines. But it's the same with the demonic. The demonic will invite you to say, Hey, you know, here, here's a, here I am. Here is a spirit of fear. Here's a spirit of, of something else. And, you know, often you'll go into different rooms in a building and there's actually a demonic spirit in that room. You'll feel it. You'll feel the atmosphere change. And I just pray under my breath. And so usually I know the name and I say, no, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You know, I've hopped in an elevator and I've been walking away from the elevator. You know, I arrive on the level that I want to be on and something followed me out of the elevator. Because I know, because this isn't me. I can feel, I felt afraid. I felt like I was being followed. I felt uh, a spirit of fear and I just said go in Jesus name fear go you know phobia and, and didn't actually go so then I thought oh maybe it's another word and I said phobia go and it went away you know I work in a gigantic building you know at the airport and there are there are thousands of rooms thousands of rooms and I go into some rooms and it's very oppressive and I have prayed to God in those rooms. I have put on praise worship and jumped up and down in those rooms, and now they're clean. <laughs> I have, there are rooms that are clean. There are rooms that, no joke, as a grown man, I didn't want to turn the lights off. In my, you know, in, you know it felt so bad in that room. You know, these are just rooms in the airport, you know, off people's offices, storage rooms. There was something going on in that room. You know, who knows in a building this old how what happened in those rooms, you know, in the past. So I have changed the atmosphere. And I want you to know, you are not only a thermometer in the spirit. You are a thermostat. God has put you here to change the atmosphere. So when I come to work, I say, God, I am a gate of heaven. And I open up heaven at Melbourne Airport. I invite, in fact, I say, let the King of Glory, every day that I come to work, I say, let the King of Glory come through my gate. I open my gate and I let the King of Glory come in. I'm not letting the devil come in. I'm not even letting my own thoughts and will come in. You know, Proverbs chapter 4 talks about these things. Your mind is a gate. Your mouth is a gate. Your eyes are a gate. What are you opening your eyes to see? You know, I know as a child watching, you know, Poltergeist, 
you know, or other movies that was terrifying, and you cannot unsee those things. As an adult, you know, I've still got memories, pictures of those movies. I wish I never saw them. You know, if, if I tell you not to think about pink elephants, what's the one thing you think about? So it's the same with the demonic. Don't let it in. You know, when you what are you watching? What are you listening to? Where your feet are also like a gate. Wherever you walk, it affects you, and the people who you are in relationship with affect you. They say birds of a feather flock together, but God may not want you. Remember, Jesus came to bring a sword. The kingdom is about division. There are books that you shouldn't read. There are TV shows that you shouldn't watch. There are people you should not be spending time with. There are thoughts that you cannot have. As a Christian, you cannot have unforgiveness. You cannot have lustful thoughts. You cannot hold unforgiveness and resentment. You must love your brother and sister. So these are really important things. So again, this is a helpful teaching. If you're feeling uneasy, is it you? Is it God? Is it the devil? If it's a principality and power, take it out. You know, there are, there are spirits that you need to confront when they confront you. If they're in your house, then it's your responsibility. If they're in your children or your partner, it's your responsibility. If it's in your workplace, it's your responsibility to take it out. In Jesus' name. So, Father God, right now I just pray in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, Masianak. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, you are the King of glory. We want you to come in. Right now, angels come. Right now, Lord, I ask for the gift of discernment to increase. Thank you that we have the Holy Spirit, and so we have all of the gifts. You know, Dr. Paul Yongi Cho said that he doesn't, Think about the different gifts of the Spirit as though he has wisdom but not healing, although he has the word of knowledge but not the working of miracles. He said that he just has the Holy Spirit and so he has all of the gifts. So I believe for that, for you and I, that you would work miracles, that you would also have the gift of discernment, that you would have the gift of discernment in Jesus' name. Now remember, like everything in the kingdom of God, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it, you know, and it's not a threat, but I want to encourage you to, you know, to apply the word of God that you've heard today. Guard your feet, guard your thoughts, take authority over the devil, identify whether it's your mind, your will, your emotions, your spirit, some other spirit or God. Read the Bible and... When you discern something, I want you to confront it. God will give you opportunity. I believe God will give you opportunity this week to take out the enemy. It is going to be fun. Let me tell you, this is fun. Deliverance ministry is fun. It is fun kicking the devil. It is fun destroying the works of the devil. It is fun setting people free. There's nothing more exciting than breaking chains off people, seeing them set free. There's nothing more exciting than being yourself, knowing that you're loved and approved by God, 
and taking out the enemy, you know, destroying the works of the enemy, kicking him out of your building, kicking him out of your room. It's it's like, you know, some children love lighting fires. You know, some children love painting, drawing, singing. This is like your creativity. I want you to be like a, a pyromaniac in the spirit, setting things on fire for God, taking out the enemy. I want you to get excited about the authority that you have. Now, God is doing one thing. He's giving you understanding. And that's what this is about. This podcast is about giving you understanding because Jesus said, the one who understands the word of the kingdom will bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 times. 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. God be with you. In Jesus' name, amen.